I've had a few people ask me recently whether they should go to university. So, here is your answer. This whole question hinges on what is the return on investment that you get from going to university. And at the end of the day, that's all it is. It's an investment of time and money. As part of that workup, you need to also look at the opportunity cost of going. That is, what would you have done with that time, with that money, had you not gone to university? And I feel like I'm somewhat qualified to talk about this, having spent 10 years at university and regretting a big chunk of it. And I'm going to help save you a lot of that time by giving you a framework to make that decision for yourself. So the first and primary reason that people go to university is employment signalling. It's to say, hey, I've got this bit of paper, please hire me because this proves that I've spent three or four years with my head down studying something. Now, in the past, that would have also translated into better earnings over your lifetime. It changed the slope of your salary growth over the rest of your life. But nowadays, it's not that clear. It used to be that you got a degree, your starting salary was higher, and the rate of growth of your salary was also higher. But now, yes, that sometimes is the case, but there's a lot more murkiness in it. The type of degree that you do, the place that you go, has a big effect on it. There are some places that even have a negative return. Like, <laughs> like you are going to somewhere where you've paid nine grand a year, and then you have a worse outcome in your salary long-term than if you hadn't gone to university. You gotta be really careful with this. It's a bit of a minefield. The reason that our parents' generation push going to university is that the decision was a lot clearer back then because it was clearly a step up in your opportunities and your salary and everything else. But now there's a lot of bullshit degrees and a lot of bullshit jobs that they've managed to exploit that old model and try and pretend that it still holds up, but it doesn't always. You can still improve your salary prospects if you pick a good institution and you work hard and you get good grades, but if you're just doing it for employment signaling, that's a bit of a waste of time. Like you wanna make sure that at least that time that you're spending has some other benefits as well. And I'm gonna talk through that in a moment. The point here is that if you're just doing a degree for the signaling, then that's a very expensive way to signal. Employment is a hedge. So even if you're full on, like I'm gonna be an entrepreneur and I'm gonna live my own best life and I'm a sovereign individual and all that stuff, it's useful to have the option of having stable employment income, even if it's for short periods of your life. What that gives you is a safety net. So if you were to take the leap of faith into entrepreneurship and something blew up and you went bankrupt, you would still be able to just walk into a job with a decent salary because of this signaling. So in that situation, you're paying, say, 40 grand for your degree, living costs and fees, to ensure a 40 grand salary for the rest of your life, if you wanted to. Oh, and also the paradox here is that from an employer's perspective, Johnny and I would only hire somebody with a degree, not because of the subject matter, but because of all of the other attributes that having a degree signals. It demonstrates that someone shows up on time, they're consistent, they're smart, they're able to persist with hard stuff, and so they would make a good hire. 
and whenever we've done that, it's worked out really well. Final thing is that from that government data, women seem to benefit more than men from having a degree for a number of reasons. Also take the bit about medicine and dentistry with a pinch of salt. If you're choosing those things purely for the financial return, you've just got to be very careful because in the UK, certainly medicine is underpaid relative to the amount of time and energy and aptitude and hoops that you have to jump through if you were to take that energy and put it into something else. So on the vocation stuff, if you were to go into architecture or engineering or um, something like that, you would obviously need to do the relevant qualification for it. But just consider, again, the return on investment compared to if you were to be a plumber or an electrician or something that has scope for working in the private sector and running your own business while implementing a skill. If you're hearing this and you're like, but I don't even know what I want to do, then take some time to figure it out. Don't make the mistake I did and just roll into a default choice because that's going to be more expensive in the long run when you realise that that default choice doesn't suit how you want to live for the next 40 years. At the age of 18, 19, 25, you, you've got bags of time to take a year out and do something with that time that's going to gain you some information about what you want to do long term. Don't just work in Argos as well. Explore your soul, travel, make some money, freelance, like do some stuff to figure out what it is that you don't like as well as what it is that you like. Often finding things that you hate is more informative to guide you to where you want to go. The other thing to look at is what are the skills that you wish school had taught you that you didn't learn? And can you learn those things on your own or seeking alternative education? Things like personal finance, emotional intelligence, online marketing, trading. These are all stuff that you can learn on your own. So bear in mind those topics, none of those things have an official degree title and you'd be able to learn them much more efficiently doing it yourself because you could pick the things that have the highest return. And actually, for example, with trading, if you wanted to just walk into a trading desk in any company, better than a economics degree from Oxford, if you had a Kelly criterion and the proof of a portfolio that you've managed and made a good return on, they would hire you in a snap. Remember that the curriculum at university has a load of fluff and wasted time and PowerPoints and busy work, even medicine, which you'd think would be a very dense degree, which it is, but there's probably two of the six years that I've done were redundant, that could have been done away with. So just be aware, what could be the return on investment if I saw alternative education? And, you know, and as an example for you, we've spent about £60,000 between Johnny and myself on alternative education, on coaching and mentorship and programs and so on. And we've made multiple times the return on that compared to the probably 60k that we've spent on university education. So if you apply it right, you can definitely do it. But the, the reason that people don't make this kind of return is the accountability. When you are turning up and you are being marked on essays and if you don't turn up and you don't mark your attendance and submit your things on time then you you get punished for it if you don't have that structure most people default to just waste man mode and they end up not doing any work at all 
So you can't lie to yourself. You can't be like, oh yeah, but I'll, I would do the equivalent amount of work on my own. I'm self-motivated. Like, are you really? Or do you need some fire up your bum to keep you moving? So having a system of accountability. And if, if, it's, if you purely go into university because you are interested in a topic and you don't really care about all the employment signaling stuff, then could you have the agency to learn that yourself? Get a, get a couple of textbooks, pick the parts that you want to learn, and figure out how you can make that into something that's gonna pay you long-term. I needed that pressure myself. Like looking back on my first degree, I was a total waste man. I could have done two or three degrees in that same time simultaneously, but because of Parkinson's law, you end up just having so much slack in your system. So all that is to say that you gain the accountability of going to university. Also the, the people skills and the networking and the societies and all that stuff, if you, if you can throw yourself into it, there's the critical thinking. There's the fact that you are made to write and keep writing. And that's a way of clarifying and codifying your thoughts into something that someone else can understand. Like that, that's a hugely important skill. But do you need to have a, do you need to go to university to do that and pay nine grand a year? Depends on your sense of motivation. I'm not gonna clearly say yes or no. Um, these skills are not exclusive to university, but you need to set up and find a structure that is going to give you those things if you're not gonna do it on your own. And if you know deep down that you're not the kind of person who if left to your own devices that you would do all that stuff. So those are the things that you can potentially gain. What about the costs? So the fees are eye-watering. And you've got to remember that you need to then make that back with the interest repayments and everything else. Like we are being bent over and humiliated by university fees. So it's just something to, to bear in mind. Also, there's the opportunity cost that I mentioned. So that is knowing that in those three or four years that you could generate more income in that time and give yourself better options by doing it yourself, then do that 100%. Many people have daddy paying for their fees and that's great for them. I didn't have that luxury. So I worked online business during my degree and you can definitely do it. You just need to figure out how to how to make the time work. And if you're interested in how I did that, have a look at our productivity series up here. Hopefully that gives you a few things to consider. Looking back, I wish that I had just taken a year out to think about what I wanted to do. Instead, I did four years of a business degree, which didn't really teach me much about business. Like running an online business taught me hundreds of times more about business than doing a business studies degree. So that's that's a bit ironic. And it was free or you, you, you earn while you're learning when you're running a business rather than pouring through a textbook and learning about irrelevant stuff. I then worked for an investment bank and then realized while I was doing that, that actually I should have been studying medicine all along. If I'd just taken a bit of time to think about it, I would have saved a lot of that time. Yeah, of course there were benefits to it as well, but that whole rigmarole was avoidable. In terms of social life, like I feel bad for anyone who's been to university over the last couple of years because that whole social aspect of it has just been completely canceled. The final thing is that it's not a permanent decision. You can always revisit it in the future. So the overall principle behind this, regardless of whether you go to university or whether you don't, is to pick a thing, have a return on investment in mind and throw yourself into it. You will be able to make the best of anything that you do if you give it enough energy. If you don't know what you want out of life, take some time to figure it out. And don't just follow a life path because your parents or your culture or your society expect you to do it. 
because you're the one that has to go and live that life. If you're doing something purely for signaling or image or prestige, then you will regret it. Have a look at the book, The Way of the Superior Man, very lofty title there, but there is a chapter in there called Live As Though Your Father Was Dead. And that had a massive impact on me. It's not about whether your physical father is alive or dead, but it's not living in the inherited cultural expectations of your society and culture and religion and making sure that you listen to your internal voice and follow your true purpose because you're the one that has to live with the consequences. Okay, if you have any questions, comment below. Otherwise, have a look at the productivity series here and I will speak to you soon.